0: I eat food for the nutrients. This is how ecosystems do things. All day, energy, moving. Food chain, food chain, food chain. Yeah.
1: What exactly Uh. is the ketogenic diet? According to webmd.com, when a person is eating keto, it means getting more calories from protein and fat and less from carbs, a.k.a. white breads, sugar, pasta, and pastries. (laughs) Lord have mercy. Say it isn't so, y'all. There are so many different diet trends and diet plans for us to follow. And the keto lifestyle is no different. Watching the intake of carbs within keto doesn't mean the complete elimination of carbs. Oh, thank God. When a person eats large amounts of carbs, health issues like diabetes, diabetes, high blood pressure, heart disease, and inflammation diseases such as acne and arthritis can develop, especially in older adults. When carbs are consumed under 50 grams a day, a typical body runs out of fuel, blood sugar, it can quickly use, and then the body can start to break down protein and fat for energy, which can make you lose weight. This process is called kiosis. Let me be truthful. I'm in awe of people who are of a certain age and who can maintain a slim waist and a muscular tone. It seems as though my slim waist has gone away with the parameters that haunts my body with the night sweats and the weird cravings throughout the day and throughout the night. Why am I even considering the keto way? Right now, the keto lifestyle seems to be at the crossroads of deciding the best food to feed your body versus eating what is known to us while still feeling unhealthy, or that in my case, something is just off. And with that concept in mind, I've decided to find out from a professional chef who has adapted his personal diet into a keto lifestyle and how he teaches others. All the way from Washington Heights, NYC, meet Jose Gonzalez, a keto master chef who owns and operates a food service company along with his wife, Jeanette, online masterclasses, and a fellow podcaster with the YouTube channel, Keto Cooking with Love. I'm ready to learn keto. Are you? I'm Val The Voice Johnson, and this is Interludes. (laughs) Interludes. A pure lighthouse production. This episode is brought to you by NBNConnect.com. Learn more about how to network and subscribe to the NBN newsletter today. And now, all the way live from the south side of Chicago, give it up for your host, Val The Voice Johnson. On the way to the telly, go feel my belly. A T-bone steak, cheese, eggs, and watches great cover. Hi, everyone. This is Val, the Voice Johnson, and welcome to another edition of Interludes. Well, I'm very happy to introduce you to my guest today. He is a professional chef turned keto master chef with a food service company offering meal plan delivery, master classes, and catering services based out in the Philadelphia area. He and his lovely wife, Jeanette, have started a great YouTube channel called Keto Cooking with Love and who lives by the concept, what is done in love is done well. All the way from Washington Heights, New York City. I want to welcome Jose Gonzalez. How are you doing today?
0: I'm doing amazing. Good morning. Thank you for that very, very amazing introduction. I'm happy to be here.
1: Wonderful, wonderful. I love, love, love. Love New York. I miss the city with all of my heart. Growing up in Washington Heights, how did your love of food begin and develop over time there in Washington Heights and then beyond?
0: Yeah, so my parents uh, emigrated here from Dominican Republic. So I was first generation American uh, in a a very diverse neighborhood, although it was mostly uh, Dominican people. And, uh, but food was a big part of our life. My mom was the best cook in the family. I learned how to cook from her when I was like five years old. Um, ironically, my sisters, uh, one of my sisters didn't take much to cooking, you know, but she, uh, she's more <laughs> entrepreneurial. She likes to tell people what to do, <laughs> but I, uh, I was in the kitchen with mom. And so that's really where I nurtured my love for cooking and also for, for that expansion of cooking as a, you know, as a, as a focal point of community and, and an act of love.
1: Yeah, and the one thing that I I I know with growing up with a mom that cooks, did were you criticized by your your peers to say why are you in the kitchen or why are you up under your mom?
0: No, I think uh, I was never criticized. Um, I'll, I'll tell you a quick funny story. When I was like in fourth grade, I used to watch this cartoon named Jem.
1: Oh, it was I like used to good, love that cartoon! All yeah, like, oh. right, wasn't, wasn't it the best? Yes.
0: So, so, so I, the reason I mentioned that is because my my buddies, my boys, used to tease me about watching Gem, and so I started denying it. Right? I started denying that I watched Gem. But then one day my buddy set me up. He was like, "Oh Jose, did you see Gem yesterday? It was so good." And I immediately started talking about the episode, and they're like, "Oh, you see, we got you." And I just thought to myself, "Yeah, these kids aren't that bright." So, <laughs> so like. <laughs> Because, like, if you have a brain in your head, you would know it's a great cartoon. So I say that to say that from an early age, I never really fed in to what people thought about what I did. Because if I liked it, like, that was enough for me. Um, And in fact, when I was in high school and we would all hang out, we would all go back to my house and I would cook, you know? So my buddies never really teased me for for cooking.
1: Yeah, because they was hungry.
0: Absolutely. (laughs) Absolutely.
1: Oh, my gosh. Easily in a two to five block radius on any corner in Manhattan, there's like a new restaurant or a bodega popping up. When making the decision to become a trained chef, what drove your decisions to go and say, you know what? I want to do what I've learned in my mom's kitchen in a restaurant or professional setting.
0: Yeah, that's a great question. So I never wanted to be a chef. And that's why I resisted going to culinary school for so long. Mm -hmm. So I went to culinary school in 98, but I had my first daughter in 95. And that was like my first real catering gig. I've always cooked for all of my children's baby showers. So um, like I said, I learned to cook for my mom. She was the best cook in the family. So she cooked for all the baptisms and birthdays and holidays. And it was something that everyone looked for. Right. Mm -hmm. And so I wanted to be that same extension. I wanted to be the person in the family that that would be the one that cooks for for all of our special gatherings. And so I went to culinary school so that I can be a better cook for my friends and family. (laughs) And as it turns out, I wound up, you know, as a result, you know, you you have to really do what you love. A lot of people wonder, what should I study? What should I learn? Like, what's gonna pay me the best? Forget about what's gonna pay you the best. If you just learn something that you love, then you will continue to develop that skill because it's not gonna be a job to you. It's not gonna be a task. And so over time, you know, when I came out of culinary school, I started doing private chef work because it was an extension of me cooking for people. Mm-hmm. Um, I started doing catering because it was an extension of me cooking for special occasions like weddings. Um, yeah. And I spent about 10 years in that space. And uh, at the same time, I was doing stuff in the music business because I had this pursuit, this I- idea of what I wanted to do. But then I realized, ah, I'm just chasing money there and there's really no fulfillment. Mm-hmm. And so after 10 years of being a private chef and caterer, um, that's when I went full, full on like executive chef working for restaurants. And um, because I figured the money doesn't really matter if you're not waking up excited, you know, for, for what, for what makes up your life or what you spend most of your time doing. And so I never wanted to be a chef. I kind of backed into it, but definitely cooking for people is, uh, you know, is definitely like my mission.
1: Yeah. And if you could name either one or two of your favorite restaurants that you were a chef at and how was your experience?
0: Yeah. So uh, there's a popular mixology bar in Harlem called 67 uh, 67 Orange Street, which Mm -hmm. is uh, named after a black owned speakeasy. Uh, mm-hmm. The owner there, Carl Williams, great, great friend of mine. He, uh, I was there for a few years, so I got to, you know, uh, influence the menu a lot. Um, mm-hmm. It was, it was at a, you know, Harlem has always been a dynamic place, but it's, it's, it's ever evolving in so many different ways. So it was really, really a great time. There was great experiences. Um, and then he opened another place in uh, New Haven, which used to be a historic bar called the Anchor Spa. Okay. so yeah now they have another chef but but at the onset of it i got to uh, spearhead the reopening um and write the opening menu and that was just a really really uh you know exciting time but everywhere that i've cooked like i've always put my heart into it you know it's it's um so i have i have fond re- memories of, of every everywhere that i've everything that i've touched
1: Yeah, because I I love when the chef comes out to greet some of the customers and, you know, and and you just kind of go, wow, you really love what you do. And you're letting us know that, hey, I prepared this and thank you. Have any questions? And you're just like, wow. And I think presentation, that's what makes food delicious, I believe. Yeah, definitely with all of that, you know, let's get down to it. Okay. I personally hate the word diet. In many cases, <laughs> psychologically, <laughs> it could be, diet could mean just deny all foods. In the case of keto, that concept around has been around for a, a, a bit. And then some people say, ah, oh, it's like the Atkins diet, but what is the distinct difference between Atkins and keto?
0: Yeah. So Atkins focuses on uh, low carbs and so does Keto. But Atkins does not put as much of an emphasis on consuming most of your calories from from fat sources. Um, They do a little bit more protein um, in an Atkins life. So they're very similar, um, but also uh, different, completely different. And so the thought process behind a ketogenic lifestyle, like you said, Currently, it's like the latest weight loss fad and everyone's like keto this, keto that. Mm -hmm. But in fact, it's been around for over 100 years. Uh, Doctors first discovered keto uh, at the John Hopkins Institute in the 1920s when they were finding ways to treat childhood obesity without drugs and medications because keto is a very anti-inflammatory diet. Wow. So since then, doctors have been using it to treat all sorts of conditions from arthritis, high blood pressure, obesity, diabetes, chronic kidney disease, um, PCOS, um, infertility, and on and on and on, uh, because of its anti-inflammatory properties. Now, the way that it works is that you pretty much consume a low carb diet and you get your energy from fat. And so I know that that sounds weird to people because we've been taught that fat is unhealthy for you, but in fact, that's not exactly true. In fact, every baby that's in a mother's womb is in a ketogenic diet, no matter what the mother eats. Any once once the baby is born, and hopefully the baby is breastfed as one should be, um, breast milk is also 100% ketogenic. It's 73% saturated fats, less than 10% carbs, because all of our vital organs, all of our every cell in your body has cholesterol. Your brain is 90% fat. So at the at the onset of our lives, our whole being is formed. Uh, by consuming fats. And then through culture and diet, you know, we get introduced to carbs. Carbs are great. Carbs are delicious. But in the presence of carbs and fat, the body will prefer carbs because it's a quicker, expendable source of energy. And so mm. what happens to many people over time is that the you use the carbs for energy. Some of it gets converted into fat to be stored later. And then whatever fat that we eat also gets stored um, so the benefit of keto is that by cutting down on those carbs, not eliminating them, it's not a no-carb diet. It's a low-carb uh, diet. Um, but by reducing those, you get to fuel your body off of fat instead of carbs or sugar. And that has amazing benefits. It's great for your skin, for your mood, for your memory, for your energy, and on and on. But I just want to say one other little thing about the word diet. You're absolutely right. The The word diet... Uh, mostly because it's misunderstood, it, it gets a bad rap, because yeah. we ascribe uh, diets to mean deprivation, starvation, yes. and also for, for a finite period of time, like we, we look at diets like I'm going to suffer for this amount of time and to get this result. But then if you don't sustain that suffering, you, you don't keep your results. So one of the great things about uh, keto is that it's not really a diet as much as it is a lifestyle. And it's something that's sustainable that you can do without buying products, uh, just by eating real foods, um, no matter where you are, no matter what uh, type of, if you're plant-based, if you're a carnivore, if you're pescatarian, it, it's a lifestyle that anybody can adopt.
1: Yeah. And I, I I would consider keto and I'm a woman of a particular age and my body don't like the moo cow dairy no more. They don't like it, Jose, don't like it. And unfortunately, I've had a standing allergy to fish, seafood, and certain nuts, Brazil, Brazilian macadamia, and walnuts for decades. What, where's the keto ingredients to replace those major food groups people like, like me have to avoid?
0: Yeah, great, great question. So the great thing about keto is that it's more about focusing on the things that you do like and enjoy that fall under that keto uh, you know, spectrum. Right. So um no matter what ingredients are keto, like cauliflower is keto, right? Many women, my wife, right, can't really consume cauliflower because it's a oh. cruciferous vegetable. And for some people, they have problems digesting it, just makes you very gassy and bloaty. And nobody wants that. So even foods that may be keto, like in like some kinds of dairy, don't always agree with everyone. You know, food is a drug. Right. And so like, you know, that you have a buddy who can like drink a six pack of beers and then you have a friend that like at one sip of wine, she's done. Right. But it's, it's the same, it's the same beer. It's the same wine, but everyone was going to react in a different way. So under the umbrella of keto, we focus on eating whatever kind of proteins you enjoy okay, and then low carb vegetables, uh, and then healthy oils. But if, if, if within that defined group, there's things that either you don't enjoy or or don't agree with you you don't have to have them there's nothing that you that you have to have per se you would just focus on the things that you do enjoy eggs you know chicken spinach asparagus broccoli all of the things that you do enjoy under the keto umbrella you would just you know steer your your focus towards that
1: And now that you mentioned your clients, what's the biggest challenge you, in coaching your clients to convert to the keto system of eating? Is it a mind shift, uh, or mindset, mind shift? What, what, what would you say?
0: Yeah. So if, uh, much of it is mindset. All right. Because, you know, I used to watch this other cartoon called G.I. Joe. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I go Joe.
0: Yeah. And they had uh, their tagline was no one is half the battle, you know. And so the truth is that most of us know what to do if we want to get healthy. Most of us know what to do if we want to lose weight. It doesn't have to be keto. There's so much information. And if we didn't know, we know where to go and get the information. Okay. Mm -hmm. So, So for many clients that wound up being my coaching clients, they may start off on a meal plan program. They might start off by doing a masterclass with us where we come into your house or we do it virtually and we teach you of how to cook keto in a very simple way around the foods that you particularly like. Mm-hmm. All right. And, but then they discover, you know, I have the food there, but I still gravitate to this and that. And for many of us, it's a, it's a mindset shift as well, because you're changing your self-identity. And the only way to do that is to create new habits. The only way to do that is through repetition. And so with my coaching clients, what I offer them is that accountability. If they don't ha- currently have that supportive community okay. of other people that are you know like if, if you want to play basketball you need to hang out with ballers right you have to hang out with people that are playing basketball and then you're going to play basketball more but if, the, if your group is not playing basketball your opportunities to engage in the game are also going to be limited right because unless you're just playing by yourself so that's that's what the coaching does you know we have that that community of people who are also going through the same journey and then discussing, you know, the frequently asked obstacles that we face, in terms of in terms of the mindset. So for everyone, it's a little bit different, but overall, the path is, is kind of the same. It's about creating new habits, creating a new self identity, and then deciding the, the type of life that you that you want to live.
1: Now I know a little bit of your personal story. You said working in these wonderful uh, places in, in Harlem and around Manhattan, and then personally, chefing. I'm assuming. Uh, I believe you told me, Val, I I picked up a lot of weight. How much were you able to lose going keto?
0: Definitely. So I I struggled with weight for over 20 years. And um, it was like, you know, I was on the roller coaster diet where you just kind of like, you know, like we mentioned before, you starve yourself for three weeks, feel great, look great. And then you just go back to what you were doing. But when I finally adopted, and I had tried many things, everything except veganism. I had tried vegetarian. I had tried many different uh, things. But finally, when I adopted a ketogenic lifestyle, I managed to lose hundred pounds in just five months. Yeah. So, and since then I've been fortunate, you know, to help other people, uh, you know, do the same, not, not always a hundred pounds, but, but get those same, that same transformation.
1: Yeah. And recently now you have a YouTube channel that I love, uh, uh cooking keto with love and I was watching and I saw this segment you have called Morning Coffee, where you inspire your followers. The mindset tip for that day I heard was a quote from um, Vernon Burnage about excuses. Yeah. Yeah. And what are some of the excuses you hear from clients who feel they can't give up carbs or make life saving changes in their diets?
0: So some of the excuses that you hear are, oh I, I, yes, I can definitely do this, but you know I'm just used to having something sweet, you know, mm-hmm. or um, the other thing that people struggle with is like, yeah, I don't wanna, I don't wanna be hungry all the time, you know, or when they when they realize that in keto we try to focus on better quality ingredients, they they feel as though it's gonna be too expensive, you know. And where that comes from is that, you know, when we are in a carb diet or carb lifestyle, we eat a lot more often, right? One of the things that carbs do is that they make you hungry. more. So you have your breakfast, you're thinking about lunch, you need a snack in between. Afterwards, you also need a little... So people in the carb world kind of think of like three meals and a couple of snacks. And so sometimes people wonder, well, if I'm eating, you know, better quality foods and if I'm, if I'm buying more expensive oils, it's going to be expensive. And that's really not the case because... Fat is extremely satiating, so the benefit one of the benefits of keto is that people that follow ketogenic lifestyle we eat like once or twice a day, um, and so that's very forgiving. Like for the clients that I work with, a lot of keto influencers emphasize counting macros and weighing your food and all of these A personality steps, which will work if you use them, mm-hmm. but it's not sustainable for everyone people want path of least resistance they want things that are easier and so I what I start people on on is a first 28 day journey just to get yourself into ketosis and then your body's going to speak to you and you're going to know how you feel and you're going to understand how other foods make you feel mm-hmm. um and then from there you just kind of like figure out your own little path you know but but Undoubtedly, when people are doing keto, they're eating less, they have more energy. And they when they start eating carbs, they're, they're, you know, so once you experience it, it breaks through, you know, any preconceived notions. That's the thing that many people have preconceived notions about things without trying them. <laughs> so it's really difficult to, to understand something that you haven't experienced, you know? And so when I try to steer people towards keto, I'm like, you don't have to be keto forever. You don't have to change your life. Try it for 28 days because that's enough time for you to get the benefits and for you to realize if this is for you or not.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And I, and I think that when people just hear the word diet, still, you just got to turn that off and and whatever negative that is attached to the name attached to that word. And I feel like it's a lifestyle. If you decide to adopt the keto lifestyle, that's, that, that's something that could be beneficial also, I love the keto date nights. Uh, you and your lovely wife, Jeanette, have a great time bringing the sexy back into with cooking <laughs> with keto man. ingredients. I, I really enjoyed the uh, uh, Caesar salad one. And that was, I'm like, I had never thought of bread food. Man, that's unique. Um, <laughs> of all the recipes you have personally prepared for your wife, which keto recipe is your favorite and which one is hers?
0: Oh, uh, well, my favorite might be, we've done a lot of things. My favorite is going to be pizza. We, yeah. So so Keto Cooking with Love is the name of our live cooking show. And it, yeah. it kind of became the name of our brand. We had a previous channel to this where we did our first season. And on the fifth episode of that, we, it was our pizza party. We did We did all kinds of pizza, but that's also the episode that we got engaged on. So, yeah, so it was a surprise to her and all of our viewers. But so I think that from all of the things that we and, and then I think that pizza is like one of those comfort foods it is. that, you know, my goal with keto is to show people that you actually you, you, you may have to do some changes, but you don't have to give up the way of eating. OK, yeah. you just have to make some modifications so that you can enjoy the things that you like and just in a more like health um, forward kind of way um but her favorite thing she loves 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 surf and turf so when we did the uh, as you can see on the keto date night we did a three-part series for valentine's day yeah uh, the, fir- the first episode was lobster bisque and then the second one was our um oscar style uh-huh. so it was like filet mignon with crab cake hollandaise sauce asparagus and then episode three we did uh, keto chocolate lava cake so there's many many things that you can you know that you can enjoy in this lifestyle and the reason that I that I'm a master chef is because most keto influencers, they kind of just steer you towards the the vanilla approach to keto, which is like, oh, two eggs and three strips of bacon and this and that. And people just don't eat in that way. Mm-hmm. You know, food, like I mentioned at the at the beginning, when I talked about my love for food being nurtured through family, through conviviality and and community, that is what that, that's the association that people have. With eating and food, it's not just like oh, I eat because I need to live. You know, there's Mm -hmm. there's more to the thought that we put behind it. So if if people are not connected to their food, if they're not enjoying their food, they're that's not gonna they're gonna steer towards something that that gives them comfort. So that's the approach that I bring to show you like hey, you can have chicken and waffles, you can have paella, you can have uh. Yeah. Gumbo. We've done, we did did gumbo. We've done, you know, like I said, pizza, we've done ice creams. We've done so many, we've done plant-based dishes, you know, so many, so many, 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 many things. So no matter what type of uh, lifestyle you subscribe to, you can reap the benefits of keto. Um, and, And ultimately what it comes down to is a mindfulness about what you eat. You know, keto works for many. It may not be for you, if, you know if, if you choose but i think that it really comes down to the the overall arching message that i want to deliver to the world is about understanding that our health is in our control mm. and it's controlled by the foods that we eat so if you find yourself in an unhealthy situation where you having to go see a doctor now this doctor wants to pull out his big prescription pad because that's the, the tool that he's been given, I want people to know that you can empower yourself with knowledge and information in present day, and you can learn about your health. You can learn different ways to improve your health, whether it's herbs, you know, whether it's plant-based, whether it's keto, just understand that you can be your own doctor. You can empower yourself with knowledge and not just have to, you know, live an unhealthy lifestyle, you know, um, or suffer from any of the conditions Um, that we suffer. And and if I can just share very quickly, the story that I I, I shared with you offline about what really got me down this rabbit hole. So yes, I lost a hundred pounds and yes, I struggled with weight for many, many years, Mm -hmm. but really what happened for me was that I didn't get to mention after I lost those hundred pounds on keto in five months, I wound up gaining 80 again. And I was going through, I was going through the the deterioration of a a bad relationship. And at that time, my mother suffered one of three major strokes. Mm. So as a result of that, she's still alive and well and has all of her wits. But as a result of that, she's bedridden. Uh, She can only mumble a a few uh, catchphrases. And I I went down this spiral of thinking like, what's my end game going to be? Because I came to find out that many of my aunts and uncles this is how they ultimately live their last few years before passing away.
1: Mm-hmm. And I just
0: decided at that time, like my children are never going to change my diapers. There you and go. so that is really what fueled me. You know, like we, we all have a, a something like cosmetically. Yes, I wanted to lose weight. Right. But I was happy at 100, uh, 100 pounds heavier. I wasn't healthy. And when I started to think about how am I gonna live my life, am I gonna be running around with my grandkids, you know, or are they gonna be visiting me in a in a home, you know? Yeah. So that was that's really my why and and why I'm so you know purpose driven to help other people transform their life. It's not about the weight loss. Weight loss is a byproduct of being healthy, you know, and you don't have to be obese or overweight. Uh, to be unhealthy either. So that's really, you know, my mission, trying to impact as many people as I can to gain that awareness about their health and, and decide on what type of life they want to live.
1: Yeah, and that's one of the number one reasons why I wanted to have you on the show because there's a few of my friends that have converted to a keto lifestyle and they're having success with it. So I'm love thinking- it.
0: I love it. Right. I,
1: yeah, I, I know. So I, I, my thing is, is that it's best to just try to figure out how to change your diet, how to change your mindset when eating, because we eat to live, not live to eat.
0: Absolutely. Yeah. So if
1: anyone wanted to find out about keto cooking with love with you and your wife and get trained and you could give them the 28 day special of, or, or, or letting them know how to cook in keto, where would they go?
0: Absolutely. So we are, are, we are on all social media at keto cooking with love. That's Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube. Um, you can also email me directly at info at keto cooking with And we'll be happy to help you out. Like, uh, Valerie mentioned, we do have a 28 day uh, online course that gives you all the tools to empower yourself, uh, to transform your life, to try out keto and see if it's right for you. And if it is, based off of that course you'll be completely empowered to to move forward and already have all the tools to live this lifestyle so thank you so much for having me uh i'm so excited to to have this opportunity to to share with people and, and hopefully this brings value to someone in need
1: it definitely will jose gonzalez thank you so much for joining me
0: thank you thank you it's been my pleasure
1: i'm val the voice johnson and this is interludes Keto Master Chef Jose Gonzalez answers more of my questions about keto. Please visit our Interludes YouTube channel. Have you seen it? It's the weekly chat with EP Michael Womble, Coach Tony, and Val the Voice Johnson. Interludes Extra presents Talk on Tuesdays. Join us and other special guests as we break down the latest topics surrounding music, movies, and sports every Tuesday at 8 p.m. Central, 9 p.m. Eastern, live in the chat on our Interludes YouTube channel. Interludes, original concept by Valerie Johnson, written by Michael Womble, produced by Michael Womble and Valerie Johnson original intro and outro music produced by Kendall Nesbitt. Interludes, a pure Lighthouse production. This episode is brought to you by nbnconnect.com. Learn more about how to network with the premier growth platform for established black and urban business owners, professionals, and non-for-profit organizations. Sign up for a free newsletter at nbnconnect.com. To subscribe to our YouTube channel, or join our Interludes Facebook group, visit the website linktr.ee forward slash Media.